Welcome to the 100 Master Coaches series featuring master coaches from around the world. Let's journey together on this 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Laura Firo Evans is a master executive coach from Mexico, who contributes to building cultures in which all the voices of a system are being listened to. Her company supports leaders in transforming their organizational cultures through building collective intelligence and moving leaders from an egocentric to ecocentric. Now onto the show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the 100 Master Coaches Show. This is Coach Mal, and today my guests all the way from Mexico, She's none other than Laura Furo Evans. Can you give her a big warm welcome? Welcome, welcome Thank to the show. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. Thank you for this invitation. You are most Thank welcome. You. you know, Laura, um, we've had a bit of a pre-show already. We've had a wonderful time, lots of laughs. Um, I just <laughs> want to start by just asking you, who is Laura? Tell us a little bit about you. Okay. I, um, this is a, one of the questions I wanted to talk most about is who am I or who <laughs> I am not? <laughs> Precisely. That's a good um, one, yeah. Because uh, one of the, the main parts of my work have to do mm. with this diversity. I am a human being who is um, inhabited by many polarities, yeah. by many selves, by many forces, by many um, different um, interests, mm. um, and by core values that unite me, make me a unity in my ethics, in my actions, and in yeah. my response to others. So a little bit. Mm. I understand that uh, what you just said is it's so powerful already when you talk about all the different facets make us so unique, isn't it? Yes, and um, we tend to reduce our understanding of who we are. And this is one of the most um, transforming things Mm. Uh, that have impacted my life when I realized that I had been over identified with some parts of me uh, which are some of my strengths yeah. but I didn't know how these strengths actually became my main mm. weakness Wow! and uh, until I was able to embrace both and to work with both and to be uh, one as, as a leader not over-identifying, like <laughs> I am the strong, brave, hard-working, results-driven, um, and I am also that other one. When, when we dare to say I am strong and I am also weak, wow. I am brave and I am also, um, how, how do you call it in English? The opposite of coward. <laughs> I am fast and I am slow, I am tender, and I am rough, I can be nice, and I can be horrible. Um, it has been taking a long path until yeah. I'm able to tell that with no problem, because this is what I am. Yeah, and I celebrate that with you, Laura. Being able to do that obviously takes a lot of work, 
takes a lot of um, unveiling of ourselves. And sometimes it can uh, be a little bit uncomfortable. Well, I say it a little bit, but I think it's very uncomfortable sometimes. Now, in the point I am right now, mm. it would be more uncomfortable for me just to say I am one part. I am mm. a polarity. I am yeah. a small piece. Because yeah. I, I would know I, I would not be honoring all that I know I am. And I know that I still don't know maybe half of what I am and, and of the <laughs> possibility, you know? Yeah, it will continuously come to us, isn't it? If Absolutely. obviously we're listening, if you're open to it, of course, if we are made aware also, and mm -hmm. if we start accepting it for ourselves. Yes. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. What a wonderful start. Oh, we're already, <laughs> we're already diving into the ocean of <laughs> possibilities oh. here, Laura, you know, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. I'm going to ask you, obviously, in the context of now your coaching, yeah, because mm -hmm. the show is all about that. Tell us yeah. how did coaching come into your life? Well, that is the story. <laughs> that is, <laughs> you know, um, when I was uh, 22, I finished my bachelor's degree in Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And I left to Germany in oh, 1984. Wow. Okay. And uh, I lived in Germany for 10 years. Mm. Uh, there I did a master's degree. And there I married and there I had two sons and then I divorced and then I was very unhappy. Mm. And in 1993, uh, one of the professors of my uh, university, she was a literature professor. She mm. came one day and said, so I'm quitting my job. She, like, she had been working hard, hard, hard in this yeah. academic field. Yeah. And then she said, I quit my job because I am uh, becoming an executive coach. And we all said, what is this? <laughs> like she turned to be uh, a part of a, a sect, a sectarian, a new religion, yeah. or what is this? <laughs> and in Germany, in Hamburg, 1993. So oh, uh, wow. she, invited, she invited a group of, uh, of students uh, to a workshop so that we would try what was that about <laughs> hey, hold and, on. It, and 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 you were one of the students obviously <laughs> the same and uh, it was it was in um, one of the years in which I was most conflicted in my life mm. I had just divorced I was alone with my children I really didn't know um what to expect from anything from life or whatever. So for yeah. me, it was down, down, wow. down, down, down. Wow. So I came to that workshop and um, it changed my life. Just wow. to say that easily. Wow. Sure. Um, because I learned how, you know, I studied communications. I did my thesis on uh, interpersonal communication mm. and that field has always been of my most interest. And you know how the things you do the best academically or outside are the ones you need to learn more yourself. So um, when I discovered 
that. Mm. Um, and I realized, you know, that there was one part of me wanting desperately to go back to Mexico. Mm. But I had another very important part of me, which I call like my German part, who was saying, you're crazy. Mm. How come you have never been living as a married woman and not even as a divorced woman in a country like Mexico, conservative, Catholic, all the prejudices I had made in Germany. And um, I said, no, you're crazy. And then 1994 arrived, which was one of the most violent, well, violence is always here in this country. That's so such a pity, but that was especially violent year in Mexico. Uh, so this part of me, this German part of me was especially preventing me to come yeah. back to a country in which a war was uh, just declared wow. by some people in the South uh, to the government, the Zapatists all that um, uh, time, and the presidential candidate was killed and there were so many killings and it was so much instability and uncertainty. And there was this part of me fighting me against coming back. And there was my brain, Laura, um, go back. You need to be there. Like you're missing, you're missing the best part of uh, what you need to do and your contribution to your country. Wow. Uh, my fearful mother, how will I manage alone with two children uh, where I will be living? I was sure I didn't want to go back to live with my parents. So I, I, I discovered in that workshop that it was not only me being blocked, but that there were different selves talking different things, wanting to protect me from different things that yeah. could happen to me and wanting the best for me and me listening to them and me being able to separate from them, like instead of they waking me up in the night and me not knowing what to do, me being the leader of my own selves and me deciding and taking the best part of what each one was telling me so mm -hmm. that I could take a decision with the most consciousness I could have at that moment and with the awareness of what was coming and getting um, prepared inside of me of what would arrive when I came to Mexico. Yeah. So um, it transformed my life. So when, when after I finished that um, program, I said, I go back to Mexico in one year and in one year I want to be in Mexico. And the second thing is I want to be a coach as this woman. And so I became wow. a coach. <laughs> yes. You know, you, you talked about polarities at the start of this conversation and you continued that story about understanding the many sides of you that was warring inside you right for that safety and then for mm -hmm. that adventure mm -hmm. and then for that you know living of that time in your life as a Mexican wanting mm -hmm. to be a part of perhaps the rebuilding of your yes. country you know yes. so I, I hear all these wonderful themes that is happening inside you and on hindsight it just seems like oh 
it's as simple. We pack up and go and leave the life of 10 years, but it probably was one of the biggest decision that you had to, to make for yourself, not just for yourself, for your two, two sons as well, you were saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Mm. Yes. Please continue that story. You know, it's like executive and coach. And then I came back. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, came back. You know, tell us what I happened. came back. Yeah. And yes, and I arrived into a small city, um, like uh, in, in a centralistic country like Mexico. Um, everything happens in the capital. Okay. And if you go to a small city, um, it's like a little town. And until development comes, you know, <laughs> It can take uh, decades, uh, yeah. and, it, and it took uh, a long time until I heard for the first time of something called coaching happening here. All right. uh, but it was a very different approach, nothing to do with what I had learned. Um, and at that time, I was um, teaching at the university. I was mm. a journalist. I was translator, like you need to work in many things uh, here to survive. Awesome. So I was uh, exactly, to, I was a consultant, a consultant already in uh, managerial skills, in leadership. Mm. Mm. And um, it was around the year 2003 or four, something like that, that I was in a very, very big project. Uh, there, there is like in this region, there is much industry of all kinds cars and um, of all kinds, nourishment and everything. Yeah. And um, I was working in a big project from that uni from the university yeah. um, in an industry. And, and there were many months of work of training managers, doing many things and um, working intensively with that industry. And one day the HR manager comes to me and says, you know what, uh, we have had a performance review with a general director who was an American guy. Um, yeah. And he says that um, some of the participants of the leadership program, um, not even with the program, they have improved. And so the general manager suggests to send them to coaching with you. And I said, what? <laughs> coaching with me I'm not a coach I'm not a coach and then he said yeah no you he trusts you and you will know what to do so um I took those uh, four first uh, coaches yeah. even though I didn't know anything about coaching um I knew and I didn't know yes I was not certified and I had some intuitive <laughs> things so what I did was immediately join a certification. So those first four people that I was coaching, like I was having a supervisor during the mm. coaching program. Mm. And so I was like all the time checking with her uh, about the clients and, and how to go on. So it, I was not all the time on my own. Yeah. And um, yes, and then I got certified and I kept getting and receiving more and more and more and more. And like in one year, mm. I had already over 20 people. And yes, that was my beginning as a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's, it's yeah. amazing because what I'm hearing, Laura, is that you didn't go out there and say, hey, you know, this is me. I have arrived. In fact, you, you just came back 
to Mexico. Uh, you went to a smaller town, as you said. You started living there. You started contributing there. You, you, you said you did a couple of things, you know, faithful in what you were doing. And then someone spotted you. Right? It's like they said, I, I think you can do it. We trust you. We trust you, Laura. You know, we, we see that what was you do. So yeah. <laughs> my, my inner critic, my inner critic was always saying, go. you shouldn't do you shouldn't be doing this. You are yeah. not good enough. You know, I, yeah. I have this very big inner critic. He's very big. And when someone comes to me and says, Laura, you can. <laughs> I, yes, yes. You know, Laura, I was going to say, it's not just you. I've got those voices as well, right? So, <laughs> yes. you know, we've been talking at a pre-show, right? Uh, you, you said congratulations on your new book. And, and I'm like, um, yeah, you know, it's like somewhat like we're trying to defend and say, no, you know, it's just a simple launch. You know, it's uh, the book is not that good. It's 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 you know we've got all these I call it the the narratives that we allow in our yeah. in our head, isn't it? It just it just yeah. allows it to come and yeah. and the worst of all is we entertain those voices. Yeah, <laughs> we say stay around. Yes. You know, do you want drinks? You know, I'll give you some drinks and <laughs> you can you can stay inside my mind for a while. You know, so it's a uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm just wondering, when you started working with more and more of these leaders, did you notice that they also had those voices in their head? Of course. You know what um, What happened is that I very soon started looking in internet for the books and um, like the professor that originated like all this uh, approach was one of the researchers at the university in Hamburg. Mm. So I um, contacted the coach with whom I was doing the, the program that yeah. time. And she gave me the names books. So I was ordering books from Germany and I have my bookshelf like <laughs> this big to learn more about the approach, the technique and, and working. So I yeah. am very um, creative. <laughs> and I'm always like innovating and trying things and exploring. Yeah. So I uh, very soon started exploring with the clients, uh, with the inner selves and more mm. because I realized after reading all those books that uh, there had been already for the last 20 years or mm. more uh, in Germany, which is a country with many more, like more a rational mind yes. minded people. Yeah. And for those people work especially good, this approach. Yeah. And um, like for me, I'm, I'm also pretty much rational. So when I was working here with engineers and um, people from all kinds of professions mm -hmm. uh, that had nothing to do with humanism, uh, they were surprised. You know, it is, it is an approach that makes you very easy the contact with all the parts that that live within you mm. and you learn very easy to separate to listen to their messages to feel in your body the energy of one or of the other you put names on them you are playful and instead of being afraid of mm. going deep into the cave of yourself you 
play with these parts of you that yeah. are all the time there in the surface yeah. and you distinguish their messages and um, the clients they come alone uh, with the, their new discoveries laura i met this new self this week let's click uh, please have a talk <laughs> with that uh, so uh, it is it's really um, wow. a joy a joy and and it's profound it's sometimes hard it's sometimes yeah. but it's always transformative that's that's the main thing of this mm. um, inner inner selves is that what sparked the writing of your first book yes so, yes tell us more mm-hmm. about that yes after after uh, many years of working with clients um i realized uh, some some things like i i discovered first the icf you know <laughs> i was uh, like uh, it it came the time mm-hmm. in my city in which everyone wanted to be a coach and then suddenly yeah. in the very small city there were hundreds of coaches so i thought <laughs> what what do i have different that i can offer that maybe some other people don't have Mm. And what I have is I speak German perfectly. I speak English perfectly. I understand French, multiculturality. Wow. And then I thought, so international clients, is there yeah. something international? And yeah. then I heard that there was this thing called ICF. And, um, and then I heard about the credentials and I heard about competencies. Mm. And I thought, wow, this is what I need. This is what I need. So uh, with a colleague of mine, we went to my very first ICF conference in Montreal. And um, for example, there I had my ACC exam face to face with a PhD in coaching. I was coaching here. So for me, you know, all myself, because I, I am Spanish speaking and I had never been coaching someone in English. English. So my english teacher criticizing my english was very good <laughs> was and right next friend, to you <laughs> and my friend was telling me laura remember it's not an english exam it's a yes. coaching exam <laughs> but my <laughs> english was there 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 all the time yeah. saying you don't speak english well no? and um oh, yeah gosh. so i had this this path um and um in icf i started like opening my world I met two persons in that uh, conference. One of them was Damian Goldberg. You may have heard yes, of him. Of course. He was also new in ICF. He was also doing his uh, exam there face to face. We were both in the same. <laughs> uh, and um, like soon after, he was inviting me to, a, to an international project. So for me, um, it was like the opening of mm. the doors. Wow. opening the possibilities of this multiculturalism. And since, yes, 2009, I started working as a coach for the UN. And it was, at the beginning, phone calls. A phone call phone from call. here to an, uh, you know, to a refugee camp in a remote area in Zambia, yeah. in the Central Republic of Africa, with a telephone so uh, for me um, it was a discovery that it was possible to have coaching that would be also powerful and transformative 
by not being face to face and and uh, not even seeing the person mm. with the years it came skype and other kinds yeah. of possibilities that opened yes. uh, the, the coaching Definitely. and uh, to come to come to the book when i was about to turn 50 which is almost 10 years ago i said i want to give back to the yeah. society some of what i have learned so i joined with some colleagues and we designed together a coaching certification which is my actp that i run since then mm -hmm. and um when we asked ourselves what kind of books do we give to our students so they read and they learn there was nothing that would meet the needs of first this professionalism how a professional coaching process is yeah. seeing from the icf and and seeing from from what i had experienced at the un by example and then nobody had written anything about these inner selves and first i wanted to translate some of the books of that german guy but that was it <laughs> he was too complicated he didn't care and i said at the end i i do an application of that little part and yeah. i contacted the source of that who were halan sidra stone two american guys who developed mm. the psychology of selves or voice dialogue voice dialogue international mm. and i started learning from this american source so i was putting uh, parts together from both when i wrote the first book and i wrote also about one case of one um, like one manager i had as a coachee so uh, it's like kind of the novel of what happened during the process with him and i also explain how is coaching what is coaching and coaching using this inner team process so that was the first book well done well done i must get my hands on your first book you know i know oh. it's called coaching leaders right and then coaching there's leaders. a there's a subtitle for a powerful one as well leverage the power of your inner voices to become a leader i think the world needs to hear about this I'm not saying it's not available everywhere, but you know, it's in Spanish, it's in English, right? In Amazon. Um, Laura, the world obviously has changed through the years. You were telling us about your story in 93, 94, and then 2003. Now it's 2022. Even the coaching world has shifted. I think people know about coaching these days, isn't it? They appreciate what um, having a coach can do for their lives and also obviously their professional life. What do you say is your greatest experiences with these leaders in what they needed to discover about themselves? What would that be? Uh, I have great experiences. Every day, yeah. Every day, um, what I see now is that um, the like from doing our best to convince someone in a company about the power of coaching and they being skeptical, yeah. um, 
now we have shifted absolutely from working more individually to working in groups, mm. from doing only individual coaching, which has a more limited frame of um, impact, yeah. to having more uh, processes of transformation like yeah. like i work in in, in processes uh, that build cultures within the organizations or help sustain cultures or build teams so when we do a process maybe of six months or one year in a company we uh, organize um, uh, maybe some meetings with the team or the managers the general managers but each one has also a coaching process. Mm. So the coaching is in service of the whole. The coaching is now part of the group process um, versus what it was before, okay. something isolated. You know, in, yeah. in some, some, many, uh, some years ago, yeah. it was even confidential. Nobody should know that that general director was having coaching because it was and now everyone has a coach now everyone has a coach and um like one of my uh, clients uh, who was an irish uh, director he said that his um ideal um uh, for the team yeah. was that everyone would be so comfortable and so trusting the team that they would open their conversations with a coach in the team that they would not wow. fear talking about those conversations yeah. and that um, that um, vulnerability would be a space a safe space for all mm. so i i have experienced more and more the capacity of leaders to be vulnerable in front of their uh, people yeah. which in a very authoritarian uh, culture as the one we have in this country is um, not very easily seen, but with the years, I see that more and more. Yeah. Um, so there is a big evolution in the people, in the companies, and also like globalization mm. has uh, played a, a huge part on it. And... Um, I also see a big transformation pre and post pandemic. Like this quote um, is so important and relevant in coaching. What got you here will not get us there. And what got us here as coaches before the pandemic will not get us there as humans after the pandemic. Mm. So I really think that we need to refresh and um, actualize our paradigms so that we really act honoring what the people really need today, not what they needed yesterday, in our coaching, in our interventions, in whatever mm. we do. Mm. It's, it's about this continuous evolution Absolutely. of mm -hmm. ourselves, um, what we stand for. And of course, you know, coaching as well as part of that evolution yes. because it, it cannot remain static while no. the whole world is shifting, right? 
moving, changing, mm -hmm. we also need to not just keep in step with it, but perhaps even um, flow along with it, flowing, um, being, it's like a natural river, isn't it? If you're yeah. on a river, you don't just stay on one side and say, I think this is the side of the river that I'm going to stay on for the rest of my life. But we, we need to begin to flow on that river and start realizing that this whole vastness of the river yes. is going to allow us to experience different rapids, different speed, different adventures even. And uh, from there, I think it stretches even our realization that this is the new that we are to embrace in our lives. Yes, mm. yes. And, and we need to be prepared as the leaders of those boats in the rapids yeah. who are all the time checking and all, all the people are caring for being co-leaders yeah. and, yeah. and moving the way they need to move and adapting to what is happening instead of thinking that reality is the way it has always been. So uh, coaching cannot be like always. We mm. need to update ourselves mm. as persons and as professionals and mm. in everything, no? Mm. I'm curious to know what you think the future of coaching is going to look like in the midst of all these changes as we're talking about it. And the need to shift along, it's like move along, um, even sometimes even go ahead and look out for the trends that is coming away. A, a good leader often looks out and see what's ahead. Don't just wait <laughs> for things to happen. So my thought for right now is, as you look ahead, what do you think we need to look out for a little bit more as a community of coaches? I think we need to look beyond the borders of the coaching today. Wow. We need to rethink our role in society. Mm. We need to, um, to know that uh, like, like one of the needs, uh, like I, I work, I love, love very much the work of this um, German Otto Scharmer, who is in mm. um, MIT, yeah. the U theory. Mm. theory. So, so as coaches, I think we carry much this um, transformation from the egocentric mm. paradigm in which we have lived and therefore we have the results uh, in the world that yeah. we have. And we need to transform ourselves um, and transform the society into this ecocentric. Yeah. So from being mentally rigid mm, owners of the truth, to uh, being more heart-centered. Mm. So um, I think uh, that we, we need to open our hearts, open our mind, open our will in the service of the whole. We need to have more systemic view, mm. more uh, including always the system of the coachee, the system of the organization, so that we yeah. don't zoom in so much that we forget the whole picture in which yeah. we are. Uh, you, you said something very important. We need to be leading. We need to be like in front, in front, um, knowing what, what is coming ahead yeah. instead of just floating behind the boat. You know? so, 
So I, I really think that we, as coaches, we are uh, transformative agents in the society and we have a big commitment towards uh, humanity, towards the nature. And um, that's, that's what I see, that, that we need to rethink and evolve, always evolve. Evolution mm. is fundamental, I think. Mm. I'm tempted to ask right now in link to what you just said about your second book. And you did tell me a, a little bit about that. And this book obviously is in Spanish. So just want to say that everyone out there, you've got to get your hands on this book. If you, if you read or speak Spanish, you got to get your hands <laughs> on this book because I don't. So I'm waiting for the English version to come out and I'm definitely going to get that. And in this, you talk about these four warriors, right? <laughs> And then obviously that those, those inner beings of this expressions of these warriors and how they represent themselves in our world today in through our leadership style. So in reference to that and in reference to what we talked about, that future leader that is required of us, what are your thoughts on that? Um, we need to be more agile and we also need to be more aware, self-aware. I mm. think that self-awareness, mindfulness are key, key uh, components of leadership yeah. today that uh, leaders can no longer allow themselves to be blind or to be driven only by one of their impulses. Yeah. So um, uh, talking about like the warrior styles, I call them warrior styles. Some people freak when they read war, why warriors, we want peace. <laughs> and that's precisely because of that, because we have been fighting inner fights all our wow. lives. Wow. By over-identifying ourselves with this, with this style. Yeah. Like the one who is like in the style I call Viking is over-identified with this being the pusher, the rusher, the this. And like um, yesterday, I was uh, having a coaching session with a client who was talking with his inner pusher. And you know what <laughs> he was saying this, when, when he was in the role of the pusher? Mm. He said, okay, I am, I am the pusher. Mm. People, you know what, you, what I think about, I, I am results driven. People wow. are inputs into production. Wow. I, I wrote it down. I have it here. I wrote it down. This quote, people are inputs, inputs. into production. Wow. Inputs. So, um, and he was really, really uh, inhabiting this uh, self of being yeah. a pusher. But then when he comes back and he hears himself, he separates from that. And then he goes to the opposite self and says, at the end, like the opposite self said, eh, people are my family. <laughs> people, my people in my team, they should be like my family. Yeah. But that guy doesn't allow me. So me as a leader, I have to bring both opposing selves and decide mm. in an, an, another level of consciousness what yeah. I really want and what uh, values I want to carry, 
what uh, legacy I want to leave behind yeah. so that I honor the whatever decision I take. And um, I learn to relate to the people differently. So uh, in coaching, many people come like rejecting or defending themselves That's because true. they feel threatened. It's, you, you want to change me. And I say, <laughs> no, it's not about changing you. Like your identity will not be threatened. Yeah. It's about you learning to relate differently to yourself, to other people, to your work and to life. So I think this is like one of the, the lessons that we need to learn in leadership in the future, to, to relate differently to the world so that we all together build something sustainable for all of us now. There are so many things that is happening in different parts of the world, even right now. And we know what it is. Um, even as one part of the world is hurting, we on every different parts and different continents of the world are also hurting along. Mm -hmm. It seems like we are all actually connected in some way. And that whole thought about it's my decision, so you should follow it, or it's my decision and it only benefits me, right? Do you think that that is going to stay in our, in our world today or is there going to be a shift? We, um, we should never lose hope. <laughs> yeah. Totally agree. You know, the violence we have in my city in the weekend there was the most violent event oh. ever in the soccer game. Um, violence is all, uh, all over the world, yeah. not only yeah. in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, so we all need to be aware of what, what is my contribution, what I want my contribution to be, and how do I contribute to the peace or to the war or to the aggressions around. So, yeah. There is hope. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. Um, I often ask my guests, what will be your master thought or wisdom mm -hmm. that you want to leave behind for new coaches coming in? Um. You know, uh, one, one could be like, uh, after what we have been talking, um, don't let your ego be the ruler of your life. Um, work with yourselves mm. and follow the path of your heart so that you honor your true self. Mm. That would be one. So good. You know that um, energy follows mind. You know that energy follows mind. So it's like exactly like with the guns where I put my eye, there goes the movement. No. Yeah. So if uh, my intention, my mind, my um, actions go um, being, being driven by the ego and I want more and I take and I want I want to be rich and this is what I will get yeah 
So, and that's why we as coaches need to build much awareness of who we really are and what our contribution in the world is. Different from being an engineer building parts of the car. You have to do and deal with many people around. Yeah. But um, the responsibility of working with human beings is huge. Mm. And it's much needed. Mm-hmm. And even more so um, in the world we face today. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Laura. You have shared so much already. Uh, I wish we could continue this conversation. It has been just such an honor to host you. Um, I'm going to ask you for your final thoughts as we close the show. Uh, My final thoughts are never stop learning from Who's actually driving your car? Who is driving the car of your life? Who's deciding for you inside of you what you're doing so that you learn from yourself every day? And I've learned lots today. So thank you once again, Laura, from the bottom of my heart. It's been a pleasure. This has been the 100 Master Coaches show today with Laura and myself, Mel. Till next time we see each other, take care, stay safe, and continue to follow your heart. Bye for now. Bye. You have been watching the 100 Master Coaches series with your host, Coach Mel, MCC. Brought to you by Catalyst Coach. www.catalystcoach.live We will be right back with our next Master Coach, on the 100 Master Coaches series.